This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give it up for the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. God bless you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Strong, powerful, anointed voices. And greater heights is ahead in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Who says the kingdom of God is not moving on? It's not all bleak and doom at all. God is working. Okay, Father, we thank you once again. In this next few minutes, speak to us. And as we will also spend some time to call upon your name, hear us from your holy hills. Let all be well. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. So if you give me the timer, that will help. Please turn with me to Lamentations chapter 3, verse 37. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 37. It says, Who is he that seeth and it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not? Who is he that seeth and it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not. Talk to you very quickly on a topic, the last say. The last say. Because we as humans, we are very strong-willed. <laughs> we love to have the last say in any matter that concerns us and other people. It's, uh, it's a power thing. You must have noticed that as you go through life, you see a young policeman who loves to enjoy the borrowed authority that he has, insisting that you park exactly on the spot he wants you to park. I was driving on um, Blackfriars in London. It's been over 20 years now. This young police officer saw the blue light and I knew what it meant, so I pulled over. And um, he came and so told me that I parked too late. Ah. He said I should have parked a few yards before that point. I was not as old as I am now. So I started boiling and I challenged him. When I got to work the following day, some of my colleagues said, you are lucky. Because everything about you will have ended you in the police cell that night. Human beings, we love to have the last say. More stories. Just a year ago, the same thing happened in Aberdeen. Not in the same context. I was just in front of Albay School. I was coming from West Hills. And um, it's a 20, 30 area. And so there was this very slow bus 
I was moving. So I overtook the bus. And right as I overtook the bus, this young policeman stood right into the middle of the road and asked me to pull aside. And at this time around, he was not dissatisfied with the fact that I stopped too soon or too late. This time, the authority the man carried was that, why was it that I was smiling? <laughs> and so, because he has the power, <laughs> I chuckled. So his boss had it, and I'm sure with a degree of anointing carried, <laughs> the boss pulled him away. He said, quickly, you should leave the way. We love authority, and we love to have the last say. Uh, can multiply the examples. As a, employers also, they want to tell you that they have the last say over your meal ticket. That little story. We went through that like three years ago in my family, where my wife was working. She wanted to take, she's been in social work in one capacity or another for many years, so she said, let me just go and get uh, degree in it, an MSc, just to top up all the plentiful degrees that all of you people read. So long story cut short, this employer insisted that does she know that if she leaves that job, that she may not be able to feed her family? That was a step too far, wasn't it? He said, give me opportunity to go on studily with pay. They said, no, we won't give you. Study without pay. He said, no, we won't give you. And eventually, long story cut short, the person insisted that if you go, now that you have a mortgage to pay, you may not be able to. Some of you knew the rest of the story. God had the last say. She left, and she, we never missed her salary for one month. God had the last say. As I've shared the testimony in many other places, the way we run our family accounts is that she, our own salary is paid to whatever savings account, and we move it to the current account where everything vanishes somehow. <laughs> so I usually calculate around the time when the thing is going down, going down, going down. So we move our own there. We didn't have to move her salary for 18 months as a testimony that God has the last say. Not once. It was standing there like a pillar. Said, I can take care of you. Let nobody tell you otherwise. God is one that has the last say over your life. Can I hear a good amen to that one? Nobody has the last say over your life. Not even your parents. They mean well for us. We may want you to go one direction and God may want you to go another direction. As long as God is with you, it is the counsel of the Lord that we stand. And being human beings, we have a knack for getting it wrong. In fact, God makes us to get it wrong so that I can prove that it's God. There have been many predictions that have been made in the secular world about things that won't happen and they happened. People one time mentioned... In fact, the man was working in IBM. He said, there is no market for desktop computer in the world that it will not sell. The speech from his mouth that fell on the ground barely dried when the desktop computer and personal computer became 
a household thing. Jezebel, almost everything in hell, will be remembering the day that she threatened Elijah and said, by this time tomorrow you will die. It was Jezebel that died and the dogs ate up her flesh. In the name that's above all names, everyone that has predicted death in your direction, it's not going to stand. And thank God for our dear sister Tony's testimony. That I was listening remotely, I stood up and clapped. That could be God. And God only. And I know the same God who has made nonsense of every arrow that is shot into your life. He will make nonsense of it again and again. In Esther chapter 6, verses 13 to 14, this should be our testimony, not just the testimony of Mordecai alone. It should be our testimony. Esther chapter 6, verses 13 and 14. And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends, everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews... Before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. Verse 14. And while they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlains and hasted to bring him on unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. And the fall of Haman continued from there. Back to verse 13. Back to verse 13, where we read, please. I stand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That as long as you have the seed of Jesus, as long as you have the seed of Abraham, and those that have been falling before you, without any shadow of doubt, they will never prevail. They will never prevail. The last say belongs unto God. No matter how strong their arguments may be. And there are categories of people, those that mean well, those that don't mean well. The doctors that mean well. And the other people that may be, may be in governmental circles that probably have an agenda to resist you. Is the counsel of the Lord that will stand. Penina and Hannah, they had a run for a long time. It's good enough for you to just blame polygamy for the problem. The problem was more than polygamy. Hannah could have still be resisted by the mother-in-law. Could have still be resisted by the sister-in-law. The problem is that that woman faced opposition. But thank God our song changed in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 3 to 7. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 3 to 7, her song changed. And she began to sing along this line. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are guarded with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased, so that the barren had born seven, and she that had many children is worst feeble. The Lord killeth and make alive. The Lord kills and makes alive. 
He brings down to the grave and brings all. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifted up. Anything said against you in secret or in public, as the Lord God of Israel lives, he shall not stand. When I headed up to the north, 1998, and was traveling every weekend to come here, a few people told me in London, I said, don't waste your life. So in Aberdeen, we went for a pastor's meeting, and I was pointedly told that this is just for a little while. It will fold off. Those that say it will fold off, they are no longer in ministry. God has a last say. I've grown to a point in which what men say doesn't bother me anymore. No matter how close, no matter how powerful, the only voice I fear is the voice of God. If God says it's not going to happen, it won't happen unless he changes his mind. If God says it's going to happen, it will happen. Irrespective of any opposition that you may face. Hallelujah. That's why I stand in the name of the Lord. All our mockers shall be silenced. And don't fool yourself. Even within the body, there are mockers. People that every effort that you are making, they say, well, they're just wasting their time. I've heard that before. I will hear it again. It never had an impact before. It won't have an impact now. Stay assured. The only one person we shall not offend is God. The only one person who will not change his mind about us is God. Just tell you one or two things very quickly. Because no one has a finance over your life, the following should be your response to the words of men. Number one, fear no one. Fear only God. The thing about fearing God is that when we fear God and we are trembling before him, what does God say? Fear not. You remember? Anytime a person is fearful of God, I say, God, you are here. And I say, the word of the Lord, we always say, what? Anytime you fear man, what will man say? Fear more. Thank you, sir. As you are quaking, they put their legs on your head. Don't bother fearing any man. They are not worth fearing. He said, fear him not. Who can kill the flesh but cannot kill the soul? From now on, in your daily endeavor, don't fear anybody. Tell them, I said don't fear you. They should, you should not fear them. Because if you fear God, God will make sure that you will put anyone that wants to put in subjection under your feet. Proverbs 29, verse 25. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. We shall be safe. We shall not be ensnared. And Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. Gave us a word of encouragement. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Please, you can return to the New King James Version. Thank you very much. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say what? The Lord is my helper. Finish it for me. What can man do to me? 
what can man do to me? Fear nobody. Men, they are not worth fearing. They are too imperfect and too unworthy of fear. Number two, because the last say is with God, you must take this step as well. You must listen carefully to what people say and take it to God in prayer. Listen carefully. Many of us, we've missed things through threats, through innuendos, hints, hints, body language, and they are crafting something against you. Instead of us doing the next, the right thing, which is to take it to God, we have allowed it to go. When people threaten you, please don't threaten back. Tell God. Because in First Peter chapter 2, verses 21 and 23, First Peter chapter 2, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He didn't threaten, he didn't revile, but he committed himself into the hand of God. Many of you have heard you talk back before. Talk back. Talk to God. When they threaten, when they say they will do this, they will do that. I've had quite a few in my time. Ezekiah took the right step in Isaiah chapter 37 verse 14. And you will take that step today as well. And Ezekiah, Ezekiah 37 14. And Ezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Ezekiah went up to the house of the Lord. You are in the house of the Lord today. And spread it before the Lord. And then, verses 15 onward, he started praying. Whatever letter is threatening you, bring it to God today. God can read, I can assure you. And he can read in between the lines. Even the things they've not said in the letters, he will read it. Number three, very quickly, learn to ignore, reject, and or resist anything said to you or about you. Learn to ignore, learn to reject, learn to resist anything that is said to you or about you that is not in line with the word of God. Words have power, amen? And they have consequences. Some words you may wave off when you hear it. Some of the words said against me, I waved them off through the years. Some of them, I rejected them under my breath. Some of them, I wisely rejected them to the face of the people. Some, I went to warfare to counsel them. Please, don't just let words pass without you dealing with them. Deal with them. If someone is threatening that over their dead body, will you prosper? What do you say? Amen. Amen. Say, over my dead body, will you get this job? I've had this said before. He said, as long as I'm in this company, you will make sure. HR has said you are clear. Everybody has said you are clear. He said, I'm the hiring manager. You won't get the job. Over my dead body. The one I had, he didn't die. He only went to critical illness. Hoping that will come back. And you yourself don't threaten people. Even as a child of God, don't ever threaten. So we need to be very careful, brethren. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 10. Take counsel together, but it will, not, it will come to nothing. Speak the word, 
for it will not stand, for God is with us. Isaiah 46, 9 to 10 says it's better. He said, remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. <laughs> God will do all his pleasure in your life. Yes. He will do all his pleasure in your children's life. Yes. All his pleasure. Because he's taught unto you that thought of peace and not of evil. Number four, finally, because God has the last say, tell everyone who cares to listen how great your God is. Amen. That's the way they say it in broken language. And that, that, that was good. The <laughs> minister of uh, for men had very good uh, testimony. God bless you, ma. Uh, I'm sure Ralph heard you very clearly. If you did not go translate for him. The way they put, tell everyone how great your God is in broken is not make younger. Yeah, I, 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 I know that. Another way of saying it in proper English is flaunt it. Flaunt your God. Don't, don't hide him. Talk boldly about him. Don't be afraid. What if it does not come true for you? It always come true for those that flaunt him. Don't let them have rest. Keep telling them, <laughs> if you know what God did this weekend, if you know the testimony of one sister like that, tell them until they are tired. Tell them until they, they, start, they start feeling inferior. And some of you sisters that come here to talk about your husband, you are giving some of us inferiority complex. I say, Lord, I thank you. This is our XYZ anniversary. God has been so great. This man is fantastic. This man. And some of the men are saying, look, wife. Oh. When you do that about Jesus, the devil will feel inferiority complex. Some are starting to say, ah, is that man that better than me? Don't worry. The woman is only saying he's not better. Don't worry. The woman is securing her basics. He's securing another anniversary. <laughs> This anniversary that we went to Glasgow, the next one is Dubai. Oh. <laughs> so we know all that trick of the man is this, the man is that. We are not feeling inferior, forget it. We are very, very okay. Men say we are okay. You are in the UK and you are okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when you flaunt your God before the devil, you will feel inferior. Because we know the gap is obvious. The difference is clear. And as the Lord God of Israel lives, today we will speak mightily of our God. In Psalm 35, verses 2 and 3, he said, My soul shall make his boast in the Lord. The, lo the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Psalm 44, verse 8, it says, In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever. Make your boast in the Lord. Make your boast in him. Before we rise up to pray, let me just add one more thing. Having said all the above, brothers, sisters, friends, 
Do you know that God has chosen to give every one of us one singular chance of which we have a last say? Every one of us is given everybody. Is given okay today one is given Pastor Robert is given everybody in this room. Everyone, you have one chance in which we will have the last say on one thing. And after you've had that last say, you don't have the last say even on that situation anymore. Somehow. What is the last say? Everybody has the last say on the choice of whom he or she will follow and serve. Because God will not force you. In Osea chapter 8, did I write that down? Yeah, I did. Praise God. Let me give you that. Osea chapter 4 it is. It says, Verse 17, Osea chapter 4, verse 17, he said, Ephraim is joined to idols, let him alone. Meaning what? He has decided, I will not have another say after that. That was God saying that. But like, um, 99% of the time, because apostasy is not that common. Anyone that chooses to follow Jesus Christ, by and large, if you don't apostatize, it will, even if it's you stumbling your way, you should enter heaven. You should. And I will explain to you another day why I said that. Can people turn back from following Jesus? Of course they can. But believe you me, it's a lot. Because Jesus Christ said that the Father has given unto me, no one can what? So, if you have decided for Jesus... I give you a good degree of assurance that if you will not back away, if you, see, if you fall, rise again, if you miss it, rise again, somehow, somehow, it will hold you to the very end. And I've not just got scriptures to back me up, I've got many life examples to back me up. I shared with some of you before a very personal testimony about a family member whom I never knew. It actually happened to be my dad. Let me come clean with that because I will share it on Dove Television. Who I never knew actually gave his life to Christ as a young man through the ministry of a man called Apostle Sapro. He came out of the Welsh Revival, the early days of Welsh Revival, when they came, they brought the gospel to the real gospel. I'm not talking about the commercial one, the real gospel. And these people, they got properly born again. They, they did all the things that born again Christians should normally do and should not do. They got baptized by immersion. Not by complete scripture. I never knew. But at my father's deathbed, because I was tending to him. He died when I was just 17 years of age. The man loved me so much. So much, I'll tell you more story about that later on. Just the night before he passed away. He asked me that I should give him the opportunity that he wants to pray. I said, Dad, you are too, you're too frail. You can't. So, with the last strength in me, in him, he pushed me away. And, um, and as a 17-year-old, I was not like this. It's quite a bit stronger than, I, like, than this. Pushed me away, knelt by his bedside. He prayed. Within six hours, he passed on. So, when I was then praying, I said, Lord... Because later on, I gave my life to Christ. I said, Lord, my mother is still alive. By the special grace of God, I led that in the prayer of rededication. And that was a huge thing. Because I grew up in a system of children that to be seen and not to be heard. And the gap was there. My father was a schoolmaster. My mother was a nurse. 
And so I took her to the bedroom. We knelt by the bedside. I led her to the Lord. She said, said this prayer after me. Oh, when we give our life to Christ. Oh, Lord. No fear of anybody. So anyway, I said, Lord, at least my mother is safe. But I can't do anything about my father. And God spoke like and said, the man is with me. I said, he can't be with you. Ah. He said, he's with me. Ah, how? I kept quiet. Down the line, my mom then started sharing some of the stories of their early days with me. How they were attending this church, Apostle Sapra, they gave their life to Christ, all the exploits they did for the Lord and everything. I said, my father was born again. He said, he was. It was the death bear reconciliation he made that day. God will do anything to make sure you get to heaven. Are you hearing me? Don't believe otherwise. That's talk with me. That's, despite of all both sides I've read of the theology of, you know, how we get to heaven, how we don't get to heaven, that life instance t- tells me so. Believe you me, my father was a good-hearted man, very humble. I mean, I wish I have his, his humility. Incredibly humble man. But there was nothing in terms of human, you know, how men behave. That nothing that pointed that he was born again. And yet, six hours to go, God said, no, this is my own. I will do everything to claim it. And he did. Now, if you have not made that decision, are you hearing what I'm saying now? Will you make it today? If you made the decision, I give you the assurance that by the special grace and mercy of the Lord, from now on, God has the final say over your life. Do you know God takes some people, some righteous people home just before their time so that they won't perish? Oh, in Gathdi, we had a situation like that. If Kachi is here, he will tell you the story. A young man gave his life to Christ, 21 year old, between 19 and 21, quite a few of them. So if I'm wrong, you know, it was intentional. But very young man gave his life to Christ was doing drugs and all these silly things that young people did. And for some reason, pressure was mounting on him that he should come out or whatever. But he gave his life clearly to, to God. He gave his life clearly. Then suddenly, a guy that just given his life to Christ fell unconscious. We prayed all we could. And he died. The night before he died, God gave his pastor, Pastor Ikekwe, the Bible verse, that the Lord takes the righteous unto himself before their time, so that they will not see evil. Second morning, God, the phone call from the mother of this young boy. That stopped praying. The boy is dead. Pastor knew ahead. The boy gave his life. Now, God knew that if this boy continues like this, he's not going to stand. God is desperate to harvest people. You don't know how desperate is he is. All this, our running around evangelism, we are only... We're only scratching the top. His heart cry of God is that no man should perish, but that all should come to knowledge of the truth. You are in this room today, and that's why on Wednesday we're going to have a long-throated discussion about evangelism and how we can reach people, how we can have the heart of God. It's going to be a fun time. Make sure you make it a date here. The seven days of prayer has been going very well. Hallelujah. I thought that, that hallelujah, with that amen, will have been louder than that. Yeah. We are loaded now. Oh, it's not the same people that started last Monday. 
Oh, we are different. On Wednesday, we will gather here. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to talk about evangelism, how to reach out unto souls, how we can bring people unto God. But today, if you've not made your decision, make it now. Amen? Make it now. That is your one say that God has given you. After that, everything is his own say. Shall you rise on your feet? Still got about 10, 15 minutes. God gave us special, specific instructions of what to do today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23, say, I know, Lord, that the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in the man who walks to direct his path. Lavashon says, I know, Lord, that we human beings are not in control of our own lives. And truly, we're not, except for that condition. That one chance. All heads bowed. All eyes closed. If you're right in this room and you know, and you know, and you know, that if you are making clearly the decision who you want to follow, lift your hands to the heaven, I want to pray for you. Anybody is in this room? You know you've not given your life to Christ. You've not received him as your Lord and Savior. He's here to save you. Raise it high up into the sky so that I can see it and I can personally pray for you today. Hallelujah. For every other person, maybe you have given your life to Christ in time past and for some reason, you are shaking where you are. Start talking to God right now. That Lord, I'm back. I'm making my way right with you right now. Take me to yourself. Adopt me fully as your own. Let me not miss out on the promises that you have for me. The altar call I made is still standing. I don't want to make any altar call under duress or under any threats. But please, I beg you. Don't take it as the word of man. Take it as the voice of God speaking to a man, giving you a chance to make a decision for him. Not because you're a church member, you've been coming for long, but deep within your heart, you know that you've not made that clear cut decision to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can do that now. Other people continue to cut out to God in your heart and begin to commit yourself unto him and say, Lord Jesus, I surrender all to you. I yield my ways and I yield my heart unto you completely and totally. I magnify you, my God. I will serve you all the days of my life. I will serve no other God.
Say it unto the hearings of the forces of darkness. Say it with confidence. my desire to him anything that is foreign you will not serve the forces of the flesh you will not serve money you will not serve fame you will not serve man you are you Shush, everybody. Shush. All right. One key now. One to go. Sing it joyfully. In a moment, we will be ministered to just rejoicing in you. Simple chorus, you can learn it right now. Because the world of men shall not have impact or influence over you anymore. The word of the Lord has said for you. I did him right now from all the scorching You want to find a hiding in the Lord. 
Make your way to the front right now as they continue to sing that song. We tell it as this word that right on this altar, there's a place of safety. We pray yesterday that by the special grace of God, our coming together, this church shall be a house of refuge. A place where those that are being chased by the enemy can find safety. A place where those that are being troubled by the evil one, they can come and they will be free from every affliction of the enemy. Oh, right here, right now, there is safety. The word of man shall not stand over your life. It's only the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord shall stand. I don't know what you are proud of the Lord right now. But there is safety. There is safety. There is a place of hiding. There is a place of, of comfort in Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Lift your voices and him right now. Lift your voices and cry out to me. Let me find safety. Let me find safety. Let me find safety. Let me find safety. They will not catch you. Everything that has chased you here, everything that has tormented you, they will have no hold on you anymore. Everything that has made life miserable for you, their word will not stand. Their counsel will not stand. Yes, Lord. Oh, cry unto the Lord. Lift your voices unto Him. You won't go through the struggle anymore. They are safety in Jesus. They are safety in the Lord. The Lord instructed me to do. So please, if you are still in the house, you know you need some hiding in God. You know the few things are chasing you and you seem not to overcome. Opportunity is still there for you to join others as they cry unto the Lord. But one thing the Lord asked me to do as they will continue to minister for us in the background is that he has breathed on my hand and I should just place it on your hand gently. I will not pray, but I will do what I believe the Lord asks us to do. One thing I'm sure about is that if he said it, testimony will follow. And you will not be an exception. So please, if you still have one or two moments to pray, you pray, but in a moment, you please stand up to make it easy for me so that I can lay hands upon you. And then as we do that, you go, go straight back to your seat and then God will be glorified. Over to you, sir. Samas.
Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy river side with flow. Be of sin the double cure. Cleanse me from its guilt and power. Let me hide in you. Let me hide in you. In you there is safety. The rock that never fails. says indeed they will gather shall not be by me say every tongue that shall rise up against in judgment you shall condemn every secret or public pronouncement against your life against the life of your family members and your loved ones I stand in the name that's above all names I say it shall not stand it shall not stand there are also other pronouncements that have come from the spiritual realm manifesting in terms of... For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.